All hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. And welcome to the Starfleet Escape Pod. On the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You know, I'll tell you, it sounds like we're saying Fluoride Radio (laughs) Network. I get to tell them that. Yeah, okay. Well... Shoot we're we're dentists, by the way. Yes. We're on the fluoride, but we're on the fluoride. That works for geeks anyways, especially yeah. me. You need to get glasses. I need to get glasses? Yeah. I think you'd look... I wonder, I wonder if I'm the only one on the network that doesn't need glasses. Probably not. I'm sure I'm not. You never know. You could ask. Yeah, I'll ask. Anyways, so this week, what is our topic, Aaron? So the topic of this week is... Tools and weapons. Are we talking about tools, people, or <laughs> tools? Because there were a lot of tools in Star Trek, let's be honest. I Shatner. suppose. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so tools and weapons. Is it tools and or weapons, or is it tools and weapons? Tools and weapons. Okay. And some tools could be used as weapons. Yeah, that's and true. And some weapons could be used as tools. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you know, you whole, you know... Uh, <laughs> So anyways, um, in Star Trek, there were a ton of peripheral devices. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to look like Shatner. Devices. Yeah, he had your, his mannerisms there for yeah. a second. Yeah, don't ever say that again. <laughs> but anyways, so we'll start off with weapons. Okay. And then we'll go to tools. Mm-hmm. And then we'll finish off the questions. Yes. But first, this week, we have a special segment. Yes, we do. So, Aaron, tell what this is. Uh, so, this segment is by our friend Eric Berry, a.k.a. Trekkie B47. He went to the Wizard World Chicago 2012 Captain's Panel. Captain's Panel. Uh, Captain's <laughs> Panel. So who were the captains? Okay, so the captains that were on the panel were Jonathan Archer. (laughs) Who is? Who is? Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Wonder if he went back in time to do this. Maybe. Uh, Then we have Benjamin Sisko. Who is? Avery Brooks. Well, no. Avery Avery Brooks. Brooks. Yes, Avery makes books, but no, this (laughs) is Avery Brooks. Is Benjamin Sisko, yes. not the other way around. Well, is the actor playing the character, or is the character playing the actor? Shakespeare would say it could be either way. I see. I would think and I'm Star rhyming. Trek has a lot of Shakespearean influences. Maybe we'll, and Melville, too, I found today. We'll get today. into that, probably, yeah. eventually. Um, so, who and, else? You and had Shatner. 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 Who portrays... Captain James... E. Kirk from the original, and then James no, it's, T. It's Kirk. James R. Oh, was it R? I yeah. thought it was E. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Tiberius? No, that's a horrible name. Anyways. Um, okay, uh, so we'll... With no further ado... Yeah, we'll get into this, and right after, we'll be back with the rest of the show. <laughs> you, you gentlemen have had uh, some story careers in and out of the Star Trek franchises, and you've all been part of the franchise through different periods of its development. Um, I'm wondering if um, any of you had some sort of reflections that you'd like to share about how it was. I know, Scott, you were technically at the beginning, 
of the story? <laughs> yeah. How did it feel, you know, when um, Enterprise came to an end? Uh, when Enterprise came to an end, uh, we, we were saddened. We were disappointed, obviously. We felt we'd really kind of hit our stride the last two seasons especially. Um, but, you know, I would never have uh, taken the job if I had to follow uh, these other fine captains uh, into the franchise world. The only reason I took it was because I didn't have to follow them. I was 100 years ahead of them. Now, that doesn't, <laughs> you know, if you really think about that, it doesn't make sense. But actors have funny ways of making things work for themselves. <laughs> and that, that worked for me. It was like, oh, good, I don't have to, uh, I don't have to study up. I can just go out and uh, roll the dice and let it happen. So I was look. I I've been I was thrilled to be a part of it. I'm still thrilled to be a part of it. And and the icing on the cake has been to get to know these gentlemen and Patrick and Kate and over the last uh, few years. It's we're all uniquely different, and yet we all kind of held the same job. And uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's just been a, a true joy. Mr. Brooks, with uh, Deep Space Nine, you had, um, there was a lot of pressure on you guys to kind of continue the legacy that was established by Next Generation. But you were also competing with Voyager, uh, but a lot was said by the Star Trek creative team that the themes and the way that Next Generation was done would reside within Deep Space Nine. I mean, how, how do you feel the, the show uh, was developed during your tenure? Well, I, I think... From what I understand about the people who created it, it was a challenge because to some great extent it was very different than anything that had gone before. Certainly that it was character driven, that there were so many people to take care of weekly, that in fact it looked more like the way we are than a projection and an allegory about the 24th century and the subjects that we had to address how we are but we haven't fixed. Um, and so to some extent, I think the, the challenge was to get the people to care, especially about Cisco, because he didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean? So the challenge is, well, why should we care if he does not? So the, I think, though in some ways, because they uh, took this turn, if you will, to discuss, well, to discuss science fiction and indeed, you know, knowing that somebody's going to say, well, this is not the Star Trek I know, the fact that they were willing and talented enough to, to take that kind of turn was, I think, ultimately rewarding in the sense that, you know, the people still talk about the shows as much as they talk about you know, the original with Mr. Shackman. And that's the test of it, isn't it? In some form or another, what is classic. Part of the test of classicism is who's talking about it. See?
Mr. Shatner, uh, <laughs> what? What? you being at the start of the franchise, also the start of the franchise. You, you started the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you've kind of become like the chronicler. I'm the chronicler. Everything that, that's gone. You're doing all these movies about fandom, about the, yep. the, the characters, yep. the actors. Yeah, yeah. You know. Hey, who died and left you? The chronicler. <laughs> but, but the question being, I mean, how, what, what made you come to the conclusion, hey, you know what, I think it's time for me to start putting all this together. Let's put it, is, is this a retrospective you want to have for everyone? Or is this, this is like a personal thing for you? <coughs> Well, I don't know. I, I, I was making documentaries, and I enjoyed the process of, uh, of exploration, which is what a documentary is. I mean, unless, uh, I suppose there are uh, uh, films that you can make with having a, uh, a conclusion, having a preconceived conclusion, but I had not, I, I didn't know where I was going. It's like writing a story or writing a, an article. You don't know where... Uh, where you go, so you 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 do your due diligence, and finally the story um, begins to uh, expose itself. So I had this idea: what what do the five actors have in common? What do they have not in common? And it began to grow. And then, about the third day into shooting, I began to understand what the documentary was about. In the same way, with Get a Life, I asked the question some years ago. Uh, who comes to conventions? Who are you, people? Uh, why are you here? <laughs> and, and, and my my immediate answer was, well, they come to see me. <laughs> and, then, and, and so then I wrote a book in which I concluded, no, they didn't come to see me. They came to see each other. Oh, how, how smart I was! <laughs> they came to see each other, of course. But then, when I did the documentary and delved further into it. It became so interesting that I was astonished as to why we're all here and what you people are doing here. You don't even know what you're doing here. <laughs> but you really are doing something really special. And that's the documentary, which was a voyage of discovery. And that's what fascinated me in the end. The voyage of discovery, each one of these guys uh, and, and, and actors, they, we spent in some cases a couple of days, in some cases a day, uh, with each other, and in those moments bonded because I was asking them questions about their soul and because of, what, for one reason or another, mostly because we were peers and I was not out to harm or do something salacious, but really vitally interested in who they were, they responded and gave me their their moment, and, and it was reflected in the film. So, in some strange manner, these guys are my friends, and I haven't known them very long, but I feel great warmth and great kinship with them, as well as the other uh, two that aren't here. It's uh, astonishing. And so, uh, that was the reason for doing those documentaries. And I'm running off with the idea that I'm making documentaries, and I'm exploring various things. Um, and, and that's really what I'm after.
And that was great. Uh, yeah, uh, I actually had to edit out quite a bit of that. But if you want to, if you want to watch it, Eric has a YouTube channel that you can look at. So that is www.youtube.com slash user slash T R E K K I E B four seven. So that's Trekkie B forty seven. Yes. Very and good. forty seven is a repeating number in Star Trek. You see that everywhere. Well also I think of B four data's Ah, yeah. But 47, yes. I think it's in the registry number of Voyager. It could be, yeah. It's also in the name of uh, species 8472. What else are you thinking? um, Code 47, which is Captain's Eyes only, is Mm -hmm. a priority message. Mm -hmm. It's Um, also the year my parents were born, but that's okay. 1847? Yeah, that's what I would say, but no, no, no. 1947? Yes. Um, I don't know where that would come from, though. Why did they do that, do you know? Code 47? I don't know. It's just one of those things. It just... Maybe that's another episode we could come up with, the different slang and code and things like that, that like Division 31, is it? A, oh, Section Section 31. 31. Yeah. Yeah, where did they come Section, up with that? Section, Division, who cares? It's the same <laughs> thing. But anyways... Let's get to the tools and weapons. Let's start off with the weapons. Okay. So the weapons are actually my favorite part of the show. You should see Aaron when he sees a good <laughs> weapon on TV. I mean, well, well, I have almost all the toys, <laughs> the phaser toys, except for the ones from the uh, TOS motion pictures. I don't um, think anybody has those. There are a couple, but... They're more money than I'm willing to spend right now. You know what is more money than I'm willing to spend? What's that? Anything over a penny. I'm sorry. I just don't <laughs> collect those things. That's uh, all. You have the dolls. You have uh, things, to take, things to they're, take, batteries. They're I mean, action figures, collectibles. Yes. Not dolls. Well, action <laughs> figures. Yeah, because uh, G.I. Joe is an action figure, well, right? it is. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing. And I also have a bathlet. Which is probably an illegal weapon in this state. <laughs> Actually, probably in the United States. It's a bigger than three-inch knife. I'm pretty sure. Well, it was ordered in the United States. Yeah, but. It's dull. It's not sharp. Sharpened. Sharpened. Yes. <laughs> it's not sharpened. It's dull. What have knives in my kitchen that are longer than three inches? I'm not going to walk outside with, with a bathlet. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. I'm afraid I'm going to get mugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Was that <laughs> slung on your back? I could see the airport with that thing. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Why do you have that knife with you? I'm afraid to get mugged, honestly. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the scene, not that this is Star Trek intent, but uh, have you seen Girl... Uh, what is it called? Bridesmaids? No. Oh, there's a scene in that with the TSA <laughs> guy. and uh, Anyways, if, it's hilarious. But okay. I can see Aaron. Are you a TSA uh, sheriff or whatever they call it? The, um, a sky marshal. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your gun? I don't have a gun. I have a bathlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Protecting the skies and the Klingon <laughs> eyes. Anyways. Yeah. 
All right, so let's get to those weapons. Let's start with Enterprise, because chronologically, right. that would probably be the first and best place to start from. Right. So Enterprise, the first weapon that we're introduced to is a plasma shot, shotgun mm-hmm. that the farmer fires at the Klingon. You remember what the Klingon's name was? No idea. I think, I think it was <laughs> we Phil. talked about this the other day. I think it was Phil. It wasn't Phil, no. no. I th- didn't we talk about yeah, this we in did. the last we episode? We haven't come up with a name <laughs> We don't yet. know the name. That's due diligence right there. Uh, we'll come up with it for the next. Uh, if anybody out there listening to this podcast knows what the name of the Klingon that landed on Earth in the original uh, Enterprise pilot, please email, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Carrier Pigeon, something. <laughs> Get it to us. Beam it on over and let us know what the name is, because Aaron's never going to look it up, (laughs) and neither am I. Okay, so go ahead. The shotgun, the plasma shotgun, which, by the way, looked like a regular shotgun. It did. I think they just pulled out a regular shotgun out of props (laughs) and said, this is a plasma shotgun. You know what the difference is? We're going to make a laser come out of the end of it or whatever. Yeah, so it wasn't these plasma weapons don't have beams like we're used to. Um, they're like, like blasts. They're like, yeah. They're Uncontrolled like, blasts of plasma. Well, they're somewhat controlled. Magma. They, they no. go out in a straight line at the person. But, but it's a blast of energy. Yeah, they're like balls of energy that come flying in your face. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that one out. Uh, okay. You know, that's why I like Trek. <laughs> uh, so next, uh, the it's next weapon. Starfleet used a plasma rifle. With plasma bullets. That's interesting. Who would have thought of that? Huh? Plasma <laughs> bullets with plasma <laughs> rifle. I don't know. Like It's like using water in a water pipe. Who would have thought of it? I mean... Or a water gun. I also have a... Oh, my God. <laughs> I know where he's going. A phaser water, water gun. gun. You know he sleeps with some of these under his pillow, right? No, they're <laughs> in a safe location. Yeah, right next to his bed. <laughs> okay, right. so the plasma rifle with plasma bullets... Had an energy beam as well. Yeah, it had an energy beam. It was upgraded. Upgrade or something. Side graded something. It had <laughs> side literally it was it was a it was a taser, what it was was, you know. <laughs> and then So before Enterprise is launched, Starfleet officers had E thirty three pistols. I want to know who comes up with these numbers. With like, the numbers, let's just yeah. come up. Uh, what would work? E thirty three. Because Larry Bird's my favorite basketball player, and <laughs> E. I get high every Friday night on E. So there we go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, By the way, I don't get high every Friday night, and Larry Bird was actually my favorite basketball player. The E thirty three was a uh, weapon that shot plasma bullets. Big yep. surprise again. Yes. And the operator of this weapon had to com- uh, compensate for particle drift. Right. Hmm. So it... What if it was cold out? No, I'm just... Because <laughs> it's energy. It's heat. Right. I don't know. It's a, that's a good... Actually, that, that's a good question. I don't know... Like with the phaser. Would it have any effect on it? Yeah. Would you see like steam coming off if it was raining It might outside? be fast enough that you wouldn't. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But particle drift. Explain what particle drift is. Okay. So... Basically, when you're firing... Keep firing! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, the plasma bullet wouldn't continue in a straight line. It would eventually 
drift mm. off in another direction. So kind of like bullets are nowadays. There right. is a... Like drag yeah. from air. And Pull. Yeah. yeah. It slows down as it goes. Right. It probably loses energy, too. Right. So by the time it's 100 yards down the way, <laughs> all he gets is like licking a battery. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. I got to compensate for particle drift. <laughs> All right, so the next type of weapon is called a direct energy weapon, which is what we're used to right. in most sci-fi adventures. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, Star Wars really uses a, you know, an energy weapon as well. Right. A lot of them use energy because obviously in the future, well, one, it looks cool. That's right. probably why they started with it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a lot easier in post-editing to add, like, originally just a line that looked like it was an energy line mm-hmm. than showing, like, some kind of thing, you know, moving through the air or something. Right. So, energy weapons. The phase pistol was a type of phase-modulated energy weapon. Mm-hmm. Aaron definitely wrote this. <laughs> a personnel sidearm characterized by focused energy discharge. In the form of a steady stream or phase pulse. So basically, the sh- what we're used to. Right. Little beam of light. Mm-hmm. Um, either it would uh, stun or kill. Right. In certain parts of the series, it would actually vaporize the body. Right. Which was interesting. I don't think... We never saw that. That I Not in the original. think of to... No, in the original, but I don't think we saw it in Enterprise. No. That I can recall. I don't think they had the power to do it at... Maybe, point. yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I it think would like this burn you and kill you, but it wouldn't disintegrate. I mean, that's a lot of power. Right. I think I just copied and pasted this in from uh, Memory Alpha. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to uh, Memory Alpha. Yes. Because my memory is Alpha. They're a uh, Star Trek wiki. If you want to go. Uh, that I means they're wiki cool. I guess I'll throw the link in there, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> so they don't sue us. <laughs> so it's e n dot memory dash alpha dot org. Yeah, they should look at getting a shorter name. <laughs> yeah, so we got that from the uh, and let me be honest, the original series phaser laser as right. it was called, it was yeah. a laser. Looks like, and I described this to Aaron earlier when we were talking about this, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, there was a spinning toy. You put a, it looked like a helicopter wing, but mm-hmm. it was circular on the end of a gun, and you pulled the button, and it would spin it off. Right. And it looks exactly like that. Yeah, definitely almost exactly yeah. like it. because it has the spindle at the end that looks like where it would have come off of. Right. Yeah, yeah. It probably looks nothing like it. <laughs> probably not. Well, our kid was on drugs. <laughs> How long ago were you a child? Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what's today? No. Like um, 30 years ago? Well, no. That was when I was three, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, you were a child when you were three. Yes, but not... Uh, okay, let's say five, six, seven... Okay. You know, 21, 22. No. Uh, five or six, so that would have been uh, 28 years ago. Okay. So longer than you've been alive. So my whole lifetime. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Uh, you didn't have those, so... No, just kidding. I, All right, so yeah. the laser. Let's yeah. go over that, Aaron. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, in the original TOS pilot... As opposed to the... Second. Yeah. (laughs) We went over this. They had lasers um, instead of phasers. Now, they changed this 
for the second pilot because they realized they would need their weapons to do things that a laser wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, like seal things. Um, what else? Heat. Well, you could heat a rock, I guess. You couldn't vaporize someone. Well, remember in 6, someone. they use it to heat up rocks. With what, the phaser. Yeah. yeah. But you could do that with laser. Maybe it was just more powerful. To Like, you couldn't vaporize someone with a laser. You could blast a hole through them. That was a little messy. Yeah, but not vapor. Well, it would probably catalyze as I it goes through. Catalyze? Right? Am I using the right word? No. What word is it? Cauterize. Cauterize. <laughs> it would catalyze, so there would be, you know, sheep and, bu- and bulls and uh, cows in there. Well, boom, everyone boom. knows on what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure they do. Um, but, yeah, so... Cauterize. They, cauterize. So they wouldn't bleed with a laser. I Probably not with a phaser either. No, it would cauterize, yeah. but you want get to get rid of the evidence, right. like a body. Yeah. That's how you would do it. Right. Nobody well, wants a dead Klingon body just sitting around decaying. <laughs> well, I don't know if where the hell that did this body come from. Wouldn't <laughs> Starfleet need to investigate this? You never. You can't go around vaporizing things. You never really, other than the doctor mm-hmm. on the ship. They never go into like Starfleet medical. Really, they talk about it, but they do. They have medical examiners, right? Do they have do they to have, have an autopsy done when they kill somebody? Right. Like, is there like an NCIS for Star Trek? There's got to be. Yeah, that would be interesting. Actually, that could be the next show. That would be an interesting show. Mark Harmon yeah. as Captain <laughs> Something. You know, I love that guy. If they get Cody DePablo, that. <laughs> Our friend Dan would love that. Anyways, uh, yeah. but that's a good question. But you want to get rid of the evidence. Mm-hmm. You don't want a dead Klingon body sitting around. You come home, your wife says, how was your day? What the hell is that? Is that a dead Klingon in my bed? Now, why it's in the bed, I don't <laughs> know. But let's... Uh... Anyways, so the lasers were first seen, like you said, in that original. And then they switched off to phasers. Right. They put a PH at the beginning of the word laser. Mm-hmm. And thus, you've got the word phaser. Yes. So, on to phasers. Yes. Phasers, throughout most of the series, well, <laughs> not actually no, but... Not actually no? <laughs> so, there are two types of phasers that we predominantly see in the original series. Type like, 1. There's the type 1, which and the is t- smaller handheld phaser. And the aptly named type, type 2. two. Which is a phaser in a pistol form. Now, I don't know what the difference is. They basically give the same ability. Because the power from the... In the original, the Type 1 went into the Type 2 anyways. It was like the power. Yeah. Was it just for agility or to hold it better or... Well... To look cool. (laughs) The Type 2 also had another emitter. Yes. So you would imagine that the emitter would have a bigger range... More power. And I think, like the other weapons, there's probably another battery pack. It's probably more settings, too. Probably more settings, yeah. So Phase 2 changed throughout the series, but throughout, they pretty much kept the same thing, which was, well, half the time they did. (laughs) There's four different major refits that you have here. Yeah, that, yep. There's the one from, uh, this would be from Star Trek 2 and 3. Which one? No, that's the original. The original series. The original series. This one here. Yeah, they can't see it. <laughs> from. Uh, you see it out there. You from, 
It's, it, you see the black <laughs> one over there next to the gray one? That's the one he's talking about. It, it, it's the phaser from 2271, yeah, which, uh, the one. Wrath of Khan. Khan! <laughs> Actually, do we even see phasers in the motion picture? Mm, I don't think so. No, I don't, it's not even listed no, in anything I've no. looked at. Why, are you going to shoot V'ger? <laughs> How big is V'ger? I mean, just shoot a gun at him. Yeah, but this is from the Wrath of Khan. Khan, not Khan. 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 So the look is more futuristic. Uh, you don't have a Type 1 built into the uh, Type you do. 2. You do? Um, Where is it? It's right here in the front. It's, it don't it actually, look like it. It actually looks like it belongs to it. It snaps into the front. Okay, so there's no like round end on it. It just snaps. Right. It, the emitter for the Type 1 and Type 2 phaser is just the Type 1. So in, in reality, the three Type 2 phasers, that's everything from Star Trek 2 to Star Trek 5, have a Type 1 built into it. Right. When they got to 6, they just threw it out the window and said, you know what, we're going to make it look like a Glock pistol, because <laughs> that's what it really looks like. It looks like a Glock pistol version of the phaser. Yeah, it's actually... My really favorite. Cool, yeah, it's a cool design. And it's black. So yep. it's like really... It that whole movie was black, red, white, and gray. Yeah. the Including their hair. <laughs> Mostly gray. Mostly. Except for Shatner's wig. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah. The, he started a franchise. <laughs> the Star Trek Six phaser mm -hmm. is my favorite. They don't show a Type 1 in Star Trek Six. They don't. No. Because I watched the other night, and all they have is the fa the phase two, good, <laughs> the type two phaser, right? And it it makes it look because they put it in their belt. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like they're trying to go more militaristic, right? It, it's the most menacing looking phaser that I think Star Trek has. Kind of looks like, believe it or not, if I look at this right, mm -hmm. it the head of it looks like the alien from Aliens. <laughs> You're right, it does. Okay, and and. It looks. They also put the. Um, you can click in the battery at the bottom. Right. And it even looks like a pistol nowadays, where you click in the. The magazine. The magazine. Yep. So they were trying to connect with the current day. Mm -hmm. And now that you bring up the battery magazine, each one is numbered in Star Trek Six, which is cool. Oh my! Oh my! George Takai. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of which, he was really good in that movie. Even though he's not my favorite character, he was oh, Star really Trek good Six. in Six because yeah. they gave him the ability to do what he needed. You know, as a right. captain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they made it more militaristic, more realistic. Mm -hmm. It was much more realistic. Right. Whereas the next generation, you know, you look at the next generation and it's futuristic, mm -hmm. but it's really utopian futuristic versus right. six where it was realistic futuristic mm -hmm. i don't think we're going towards the utopian <laughs> version well in the real world timeline yeah the next generation goes into production before yes. star trek six yes and that's what actually molded the series it changed because of that but mm -hmm. anyways Let's get back to the weapons. Right. The, the weapons, too, by the way, I bet you there was a change when they did six in the Next Generation series. And we'll look at this, but I'm betting you dolls to donuts, okay? Mm -hmm. That there is a correlation between the design changes. So six came out in 91, right? Correct. December 6th, 1991. So what season? Four. Four. 
84? 1987 I, through, yeah. And that's when the Borg came in. That's when it became militaristic. Yeah, in season four. That was the oh, cliffhanger. Well, okay, yeah. So season, the end of season three was the cliffhanger, and then season four. Yes, yeah. and it became more militaristic. Yeah. They all wore the yeah. uni- like the belts at that point and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, All right, so let's get on from this. All right, so... Moosey, the Moosey favorite. Oh, uh, the Type 3 Phaser Rifle. The rifle. In the original series, it was only seen once. It was a monster. It was a It probably weapon. weighed a good 78 or pounds. Right. It was huge. Gene Roddenberry was against it, if I Jeez, remember really? correctly. As much, and I'll just bring this in here, yeah. as much as I love his view and his design and everything else of the mm-hmm. future, God, the man was Melba Toast. <laughs> you got to have action, even in situations where it's, there's mostly peace. Right. The human experience, or even alien, or what he was going for, mm-hmm. there's always conflict. Right. He was too much of a peacenik <laughs> for his time, I think. Yeah. yeah. But anyways... He didn't want it in it. Big yeah. surprise. And let me guess, the the uh, people who were working for him, like you gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. <laughs> well, it's only seen in one, one episode. Yeah. It seems it's seen in a lot of the production stills, though. It, for, uh, in my, fact, there's one of him holding one. Yeah, it's it from the um, not production stills, uh, from the promotion stills. Uh, yeah. Stills. Uh, Could have been production too. Yeah. Off to the side. Yeah. But he holds one, so I find that funny too. Right. Yeah, you only see that once. And then you see the Type 3 in The Next Generation. You do. You see it in Voyager. You see it in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Enterprise. They had the... A cannon, but it wasn't... They had that plasma yeah. the plasma rifle. Okay, so what else do we have here? Let's see. So we already went through most of these movies. Oh, let's talk about... Nine. Star Trek 09. Or as I like to call it, Star Trek. <laughs> So the J.J. movie. Again, <laughs> do you have his personal email? Are you over his house for dinner? Uh, if he invited me, Is he I'd married? Go. I don't know. Well, then you might be in the running. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, J.J. Abrams, that's hard to say in one word. J.J. Abrams' retelling of the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So basically, they went back and redesigned everything. Mm-hmm. And in the 09, what was your observation? With the phaser? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the body of it is a shiny silver metallic. Kind of has the head, the round head, like the alien head. Very similar uh-huh. to that. Mm-hmm. But it's shiny, it's shiny. Silver. silver. Makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense. But everything in that movie, if you notice, you either go with white and shiny or you go with gray, black, and dull, mm-hmm. like in six. So right. I can understand that. But... Tell them about the be- the best <laughs> part of this phaser. Okay. So there are two settings. There's stun and there's kill. Now, when you're switching between stun and kill, the emitter... Pivots. Pivots. So <laughs> if you're... It flips around and it goes... Yeah. There's a noise to it, too. It's like... Yeah. And the, if you have stun on, it's colored... Blue. And if it is on kill, it's colored red. But yep. it was weird because it would flip if you it were flipped. using. Yeah. Um, it just didn't look. It doesn't make any sense to me. It um, doesn't look professional. Real world. If I'm going to be out there killing somebody, I want the ability to. I mean, they're going to laugh at me before I kill them. And that's horrible. 
What if that jams? As it shoots sideways both ways, it probably and you kill both your guys next to you. It probably wouldn't even fire. The Maybe NGB not. I don't know. Yeah, but imagine, imagine if it did do both this yeah. outside. You'd kill Ensign Number Six in the red uniform, which is normal, mm. and you'd stun, stun either Spock or um, McCoy. Yeah. It just, pro- yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. It's a bad design. But it was done to make it look more, as I mentioned to you earlier off air, mm-hmm. uh, I think they had that in, um, who was the bad guy who had it? It was um, Soren in Generations that had the one that flipped to the side and then shot. Right. Why does it have to flip to the side? Just so just it looks cool. Just shoot the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's missed Picard enough times in that movie that that alone, mm-hmm. just shoot it. Yeah. You don't need moving parts. It's the future. Actually, you're better off with no moving exactly. parts. Exactly. Uh, the other thing, uh, a lot of other sci-fi series that do that. That's mm-hmm. why. Let's just make it look cool. Yeah. Anyways. So. So. Uh, you ever feel like you're being watched? <laughs> So my my notation next to the Star Trek you, 09 college phaser, professor uh, my says, notation <laughs> my notation says dumb scanning <laughs> dumb that's dumb. a yeah, re- yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> professor gallo trek 101 that's d u m b mr dumas Okay, so moving on to the 24th century phasers. Or as I like to call it, the Picard years. <laughs> the wonder years. So what I'd like to talk to before we get into Talk the to? Talk about. Very good. <laughs> before we That's get the right preposition right there. So. Uh, <laughs> it's 24th century. Uh, before we get into the phasers that were in the series... How about the phases that weren't in the series? <laughs> well, that's what that is. Yeah, phases that were not in the series. Designs. Design, prototype, um, sketches. Very good. The uh, the picture I have here, I took a picture from a book I have, The Art of Star Trek. So we have basically two different designs here. Well, is it two? It's I, like really three. All right, three. There's three. So we have three. The one to the far left is, it kind of looks like a hyperspray. Actually, it kind of looks like a thermal, uh, not thermal. A thermal a derm- nuclear. <laughs> a dermal regenerator. A dermal, yes, from the next generation. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. It looks like a medical device more than a weapon. Right. But It, reach- it doesn't look mean and hurtful. Right. But it is a pistol. Yeah, it's small though. It's got a long handle and long a short grip. shaft, I guess. I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And it's also a modular design. Yep. It has a type It can one. pop out the top the top one. The type <laughs> 1 and right. can be used as a type 2. Yeah, it actually snaps into the front like the the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, like it. one big piece, yeah. Yeah. And then you have the second version. Yeah. Which is it really looks like a medical tricorder or a medical device yeah, to me. Yeah, it does. Because it's all slim. It's mm-hmm. If you took the Type 1 and turned it on its side and then sl- slid it into the head of a handle. Right. I, it looks th- like what my dentist used, exactly. And this, I feel it would be hard to use. It doesn't look very... User-friendly? Yeah, it doesn't it look looks like you burn your hand because the phaser emitter is near the... <laughs> you know, you burn your hand when you... It's Near so the close. Yeah. 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 But you know what? It works wonderfully. You lose a well, finger, 
I'm, I'm assuming this is at a at an angle. Yeah. So I'm assuming that comes out enough. Hopefully. Yeah. But they didn't use it. They didn't use it. And the third one looks kind of like a flashlight. It looks a lot like the first design, just some minor cosmetic It doesn't have... Differences. Normally, when you have a gun, you have a back part that sticks out back, mm-hmm. which used to be the trigger. Yeah. And you have a front part, which is the actual barrel of the gun. Right. The first one has that. The second one doesn't even close to it. No. The third one kind of has... It looks like a shift... In a Ford Explorer or something, like a hand shift is what it looks like. <laughs> but it only has the front side. There's no back. So it would be weird to hold it. It would be no, I think this comes out I mean this is designed at like a three fourth perception. Could be. Um so I think this does come out a little bit, but it's wider on one edge it looks like. Let's put it to you this way. They didn't pick them for a reason. <laughs> They don't fit, even in the future of the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this first one would work pretty well. I think it looks cool. It looks like my drill at home. <laughs> it does. Well, drills look like weapons. Okay. I'm sure a burglar is going to know the difference between a screwdriver and... Not a if an NG beam comes out of it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. So anyways, we'll get off this because... Actually, one of the things that would be interesting is if you, you the people out there listening to the four-eyed radio, radio network, network um, send us some feedback as far as what you think of the weapons. Um, so that that website is www.aaringalloisageek.com. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not it. No, you should buy that though. What's the website? So the website is www. NovaCharter.com slash S-F-E-P. And that's it. And that's it. And that stands for? Starfleet Escape Pod. So that's S-F-E-P. Yeah. So S-F-E-P. If you want to pronounce it, Okay, that's great. So it'll be out there. <laughs> we want your feedback. We want to know what you think of these designs. I think that... The one, the prototypes are way out there, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great the designs, but right. I'm glad they went with what they went with, except for the cricket. So let's get on to those. Right. Okay. And by the way, Men in Black stole that. The cricket. The cricket. Remember the little one that I Will Smith had I didn't was called the cricket. I didn't especially like the uh, Men in Black. Series. We don't talk mean about other <laughs> franchises. I suppose not. You want Tommy Lee Jones on your... <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, so let's go ahead. All right, so... Tommy, his number is 617-555-2211. That was 11 numbers. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So we again have a Type 1 phaser. Mm-hmm. It's only seen the first couple of seasons. And what was it called? Well, not on screen. But it was called the cricket. But it was unofficially. called the cricket. Unofficially the cricket. Mm-hmm. It was separate. It didn't connect to the Type 2 phaser at all. Which they originally were going... Obviously, those designs, the prototypes, they were trying to do that. Stay right. with the, the tradition. But mm-hmm. I can see why they didn't. Right. But the cricket kind of... The Type 1, it, it just doesn't fit in with the rest of what they come up with. Right. Well, the interface is pretty much the same as the other phasers. Yes. Um, Three buttons. Yeah. I love how in the future it's always three (laughs) buttons. Right. 
I can't even get three buttons on anything I have a controller for. <laughs> How are they doing in the future? It's not that simple. Right. Kill, stun, fire. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> you press one of the buttons to, to increase, increase and, and one to decrease and then one to fire. And one to fire. But the cricket had the three, and then they had the dustbuster <laughs> phase. The, the the type two was it? Yeah, the the type two phaser that they have in the first two seasons of the next generation basically looked like a dustbuster. It looked um, like a controller and a dustbuster put together. It's like yeah. if my Comcast controller mm-hmm. had a relationship with my <laughs> dustbuster, right? Is that what the noise I hear at nighttime? <laughs> Anyways, um, and that's a big. That was a big was weapon huge. too. The emitter was huge on it. It looked like the deflector dish on the ship. Yeah, look at it. Yeah, and I, I could understand that because that's similar to what you know. I could see that idea because they fire things out from the fa- from the deflector. Right on occasion. Yeah. 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 So, but then they came up with the Type Two in twenty two twenty three sixty six, the third season. Mm-hmm. which looked more in line with Star Trek. It actually looks more like a Klingon, to be honest. I think it looks Klingon-ish. Uh, You've seen uh, their their rifles from the next generation. Not their rifles, but say the, the, destructors. the Type 2s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look similar because of the front, I think. Oh, no. I don't think so. Way to take a stand there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it looks Klingon. I mean, it looks more cooler. militaristic. At yeah, least, yeah, it's more militaristic. They I had like given it. up on that. See, what happened was, I think Gene was dead by that point. Oh yeah, he was. And Berman, as usual, throughout the rest of the series, and I like his his vision and ways, but he took over and changed it, and it mm-hmm. became more realistic. Like I said, with the. Star Trek Six movie, you know, right. it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody's happy, and the worst thing we have are these little Ferengi that whip each other with electric <laughs> beam. Okay, that's not how it is. Sorry, <laughs> I just whacked his iPad. No, God. So these are more militaristic, and they have the three button setting, but the handle um kind of sweeps back a little so it's easier to use. Mm-hmm. They then created the type 2 in 2371 which would be what the 7th season, 6th and 7th season? No, that's not it during the next generation. Next generation. It's Voyager and Deep Space 9. Yeah, and during the uh TNG movies. Yes, it's a rounder handle so it fits in the hand, the palm easier. Yeah, I think the the nickname of that one off screen is the dolphin. It kind of looks like a. <laughs> okay, is because, the, are those the of... dolphins that they saved in Star Trek Four? <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> Anyways, because of the body of the phaser is more streamlined. It's mm-hmm. more. It's one piece. In the previous one, they look very similar. Yeah, but yeah. the previous one has an angle in the near the top of the phaser mm-hmm. for the head and the handle goes back straight right a line yep. this one here there's more of a curvature yes like the hand would be yeah very similar to what they had on the similar to the curvature they had on the um the original type 2 phaser from look like the from deflect- season 1 and yeah, 2 yeah look like the deflected dish yeah. next generation yeah why don't they just hold the deflection <laughs> 
<laughs> Bill Delflecta dishes on the hand. I wonder why we never saw that other Type 2 phaser again. I don't know. I it, mean, I don't think they would get rid of them all. No, but you could say, you know, they build storylines. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you could say that it was a failed design. It didn't work as well to aim. Yeah, I um, guess if they were defective. Yeah. Yeah, like a recall. That's probably why we never see the Type 1 phaser ever again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what else do we have? Our favorite, the phaser rifle, specifically. The phaser rifle. Yeah. Phaser rifles, phaser rifles. Yeah, the Type 3 phasers. There is a Type 4, too, isn't there? Yeah. It's probably a Prometheus class, <laughs> if you yeah. know what I mean. Well. Actually, no. I think it was mounted on the shuttlecraft, the Type 4 phasers. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what it was, I believe. Yeah. All right, so the phaser rifles. In the original series, you're only seeing it once, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it looks huge. I mean, it's got a handle at the end that you would put on a sawzall. Yeah, it is stock. It there. is huge. That's like you sling it over your back and you're carrying it, I yeah. guess. It's kind of like a throwback to like what World War II would have had, eh. the bigger cannon guns. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that's closer to when that was. So. Uh, right. Then we came out with the phaser. Go ahead. It also has a pop-up sight on that phaser. Yeah, you would think in the future they would have like an electronic. (laughs) But the simplest works the best. Right. We still use regular targeting Mm -hmm. pop-ups. Right. So then in 2367, which was the next generation, Mm -hmm. what's that, the fifth year? Uh, Maybe the fourth. Fourth. They have the phaser. Yeah, it would coincide with the Borg. Really, a lot of it would be with the Borg. Um, The phaser rifle looks like a Type Mm 2 phaser, only it's much more bulky, has handles, and it's held straight forward like a rifle would be. Yeah, two uh, handles, has a pop-up sight. It's actually my favorite phaser rifle. So the, the one that was at the middle point of the next generation. Right. Yeah, I like it too. The only thing I like is um, in 2371, which would have been for Voyager. Yeah. The Voyager rifle is crap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be honest, much. it's crap. But yep. what I liked was the sight, the power indicator, and I think that was also a sight. There like was a, a light. Uh, yeah. So that it was easier to see. Right. It had I a flashlight that. on yeah. it, guys. It had a flashlight. And then we put them on our <laughs> arms, too, at one point, too, but... With Did all of Voyager stuff, mm-hmm. it's like it's crap. They it's crap, but they let's just throw it against the wall. And normally they would take out weed out the crap, but this one they were like, let's just try it. Why not? <laughs> uh, every piece of technology on Voyager was isolated to Voyager. Prototypes. They were all prototypes. I think. Right. Why would they have a prototype razor rifle? rifle? Because they didn't know they were going to come up against the Kazon and other things. <laughs> but they were just in case, you know? Yeah. Um, it looks menacing, but it looks more like what the Dominion... I don't think it looks... I think it looks like opinion, the Dominions. My opinion doesn't look menacing. It looks <laughs> like someone would take it from them and crack it in half. Probably would. Yeah. My problem with it is they're trying to get the phaser look, but totally changed. Mm-hmm. Like, not next generation. Yeah. It's also got a butt on the bottom of it that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I understand why they would want to redesign it, but I don't feel like they had to. And this one had a pre-fire 
chamber. Well, I think technically they all have pre-fire chambers. Yeah, but this one lit up, so it made it look Yeah, it's, cool. like, bigger. Yeah. Anyways, and then the power locator, or indicator, double-handed grip, but it really doesn't because they connected, so you really can't get your arms in. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyways, let's move on. So, in... The phaser rifle from 2373, which would have been Deep Space Nine and Voyager and... That's it. In the movie. In the movies. But not it wouldn't be in Voyager. No, because they wouldn't have any updated stuff. Right. This rifle, although I think it looks cool, they put a little too much curvature into it. Yeah, these... Kind of looks like a surgeon's tool. Like, you ever seen those old surgeon's tools that have, like, the hand grips that mm-hmm. have... And they're really rounded and... Right. Yeah, these... These three phase phaser rifles from 2373 are a huge departure from the other weapons. But I'll tell you, I like the one on here in the middle because it looks like a real weapon. Right. You know what I mean? It, that one is probably the, the one at the least... top looks the one the first one there that's mm-hmm. the departure looks like a bathlet that was put on a phaser. It doesn't look Federation to me. No. It doesn't look it's got the round cool. handles like a bathlet would. Mm-hmm. Or the the knife that they have, the Klingons yeah, have the knife. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. The phaser rifle from... Uh, they're all 2373. I think they were trying to prototypes out and things like that. The middle one, that's the one that I think looks the best. I think that's... Out of the three. Yeah, that's probably the one that's the least radical in its design. And uh, they tried to bring back the phaser look in mm-hmm. the third one, but it didn't really happen with the black yeah. rib top and the, you know, it looks like a phaser, but it's like a phaser on steroids. Yeah. Uh, I might be wrong. I think these might be from First Contact. Could be. Or Insurrection. I think Insurrection is the top one because it's a departure. And if you remember, mm-hmm. Insurrection was a departure from the designs. Mm-hmm. Even the uniforms, like we were talking earlier, the holographic uniforms look like the spacesuits, the external suits Mm -hmm. from the original series. They had square helmets, and and they were orange. Um, So I think that's where that's from. I think First Contact is actually that one, the middle one. And the last one is Nemesis. Because Nemesis was a departure as well. Look at the uh, Riemann ship. Mm -hmm. It looks nothing like... You would think it would look somewhat like since they're right next to each other and they're the same technically the same society even mm-hmm. though they're outcasts you would think it would look similar to a Romulan bird it mm-hmm. looks nothing like it right the scimitar yes anyways so those are real departures and I don't like them <laughs> <laughs> okay but out of the three I like the one from first contact the best right so tricorders tricorders are cool um, now, here's a question. Where mm-hmm. did they come up? Do you know where they came up with the name Tricorder? Well, three. It, it's a recorder. Yeah. But three recorders? Well, I think... 3D, maybe. I think it because... Uh, I should have put a picture. But I think mainly three different types of recorders, like geog- geography... Geography. Geography. Medical. And something else. Yeah. I don't know. Could also be 3D because physical things are 3D and it might. Right, but it, it didn't only no. scan. No. 
uh, physical things. Also, it's also used as a comedy prop. <laughs> temperature, atmospheric conditions. So okay. the tricord is what it was. What was it? What so, it is. So it's a uh, scanning device <laughs> that um, you use to uh, scan your surroundings. So basically, where we have different types of, we always subcategorize things. We mm-hmm. usually do medical devices. Mm-hmm. We do geological devices. We mm-hmm. do biological devices. Mm-hmm. We do um, mathematical things like that. It mm-hmm. was all put into one. Right. A multi-purpose tool. Device, yeah. yeah. For scientific fact-finding, basically. Yeah. It also could pick out your lottery numbers if you <laughs> wanted to do a... Yeah, I think Data did that a couple of yes. times. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Tricorder. <laughs> Medical versions of the tricorder have removable scanners for better diagnosis. Because, you know, the ones built inside were definitely established to be less <laughs> reliable. It was like in the original series, in the movies, Bones always had something that he held in his hand. Right. And so did um, Crusher in the next generation. Yep. Whereas later on, they went away from that. No, I think, well, I don't In the movies, remember. they did. Well, you she, don't you don't really see them really the doctor really doing much in the movies that I can recall. Mm. Was she just eye candy? I guess not really. Oh, she became a blonde. Troy was not Crusher. I think Crusher's all right looking. <laughs> okay, so there was also a wrist version of the tricorder, which was in the which movie was it? Insurrection. Yes, and it was also Horrible. red. Yeah, red. I don't get that. <laughs> oh. Everything from that from the beginning to it was either gray, white, or black. Mm-hmm. Let's do it red. Why don't we do Golden Gate Orange? <laughs> well, they did have red tricorders in Voyager. Yes, and I think Jordy it was he. he Jordy either had a red tricorder Jordy. or a red pad. I can't remember yeah. remember which. I'm sure they have different colors, but. Yeah. Not for the most part. Yeah, they're mostly standardized. Mm-hmm. So what else did they do? They could tell, like, when they're on a planet, where they were, the closest person. Right, so they had electronic. Google. They had Google Maps. They had Google on Maps, their, huh? On their you sure they had Google? <laughs> yeah. It was now, Google. let me ask you a question. Do yeah. you look up a you googly on Google? Are you googly? Yeah. You know, you give a you googly at a funeral. Anyways. I have no idea what you're talking a about. A eulogy. You ever seen oh. Zoolander? Oh, anyways. Oh. So, oh. they were used out. for multiple <laughs> reasons. Right. Um, a good, a good solid product that we could use now. Actually, we kind of do use those things. iPads mm-hmm. are almost, in a way, can be used for the same way. Right. Um, They're multi-purpose devices. They don't really scan, though. They don't scan their environment. They detect. Well, it depends. Well, if I, if you add attachments on to... Well, the tricorder could detect people. Yeah. And it could also detect surroundings. Right, that was the whole point. But that's scanning. Tricorder. Yeah. So what are you saying? An iPad can't scan. Oh, oh you mean an iPad. I thought you yeah. meant a tricorder. No, 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 no. I, I got it backwards. I, I, an iPad could sooner or later, like, it can tell where you are. Location. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's like the beginning. That's what I start and see is the beginning. GPS is the beginning to all of that. Right. But um, right. But how the, do they have GPS? By the way, <laughs> on planets <laughs> they don't have satellites on. Well, they have. 
Yeah, try uh, to come would, up with the answer for that one. I was going to say they had the starship in orbit, but they don't always have no, a ship in orbit. No, it could be the subspace units that are out in space that do multiple planets, and they probably can search a lot of Maybe. distance. I don't know about that far. Well, we'll go with that for now. <laughs> well, it could be that the scanner on a tricorder is really that much advanced. It could be. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, so spray. I mean, hypospray. Oh, um, oh, hold on. Right before we move on. So the tricorder from Nemesis becomes almost the shape of an iPod Touch. Yes. It uh, wasn't foldable either. It wasn't foldable. It had a few buttons along the top, but it was mainly dominated by... By a screen. A screen. Touch screen. A touch screen. But... In future but I heard AT&T's coverage was horrible. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but in the future timelines, they revert back to that clamshell yes. design. Like in the ones from the ending show on Next Generation, mm -hmm. All Good Things had good things. a tricorder. At the end of Voyager, the flash forwards had a tricorder. Tricorder with the flip. Yep. And, and they were the same size, too. Pretty much, Thick. yeah. Um, um, and I think the tricorders from the 29th century. I don't remember that, though. It, it was from Voyager. That was Daniels, wasn't it? Oh, no, no. The, the, the 29th. For, okay, yeah. not the 27th. Yeah. I always get those mixed up, you know? Mm -hmm. The future ones from Voyager and then from Enterprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they... they they mess with the timeline so much it's hard to keep track. That's why nobody cares about this rewrite. Yeah. Because it's messing with the timeline again. Yeah. Well, it goes into a different dimension. So it's okay. That's not proven. It, no, it's... It might no, have just changed no, time. No, they said that it was a different dimension. Who said? JJ. Your friend. <laughs> uh, with benefits. What? Uh, <laughs> Too bad you don't have benefits from him. <laughs> I would have I seen mean, the movie already. Oh, the new one. The new no, one. because, it, well, it's not totally done yet. Oh, it's basically done. They're yeah. just doing, like, special effects and stuff now. The movie's no good without I, I the special seen, effects. I would have seen the principal hey, movie. The movie's no good without <laughs> the special effects. All it is is a bunch of guys standing <laughs> on a fake bridge with lights pointing um, in the screen. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the whole point of... Changing the timelines was just that. That's all they wanted to do was to make mm -hmm. it more interesting. Right. If you stick to the... You but, know. like, the, the prime timeline is unaffected. The timeline that we're used to yeah. is not affected by the events in... The, the prime timeline, yes. Yeah. As they refer to Spock, too. Spock right. prime, Kirk prime. Right. It's not affected by the events. What do they call the new ones? Like, the original was Spock prime. Mm -hmm. What do you call the new Spock? Well, is they're from the, the. They call it. They refer to it as Neo Prime, Abram, Abram Prime, Abram Verse. Oh yeah, Abram's Verse. So you could just say Spock, I guess. I don't think. If I see the matters. corporation from Lost on there, <laughs> I'm walking out. Well, he's been known to interject. Oh, I know. It's in everything. Yeah, I've checked them. Believe right. me. Let's move on to hypo sprays. So isn't that the movie with Ricky Lake from the '80s? Hairspray. Oh, that's hairspray. I thought it was hypospray. No. <laughs> Could hypo be a future spray. version. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> not really. No, not really. Ricky Lake's got a show back, by the way. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Anyways. I, I haven't seen it, though. That's not a good future for me. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so hypo sprays are hypo. medical devices medical. that you use to uh, inject. inject medicine. Yes. Or takes blood samples from Now, do people. they do it the other way, too? Yeah. I've never seen... Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing that, but... They also have been used to take air samples. Out of people? No. <laughs> from the air. I was going to say, out of people? <laughs> With, no. Where's your air? <laughs> i got to check your tire gauges. Hold on. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because it's faster, it's less painful, although... Although, in the Abrams universe, mm-hmm. Kirk shows a reaction to being shot right. with a hyperspray. Yep. Which um, you don't really see... People grimace in the next grimace, generation. But you don't see that degree of... However, pain. it is also supposed to be 20 years, 30 years pre to him, to the ones we're talking about from, from the, the movies. series. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's also 100 years plus before the next, the next generation. generation. Yeah. So it could be that. But I mean, look at needles from 50 years ago. They used to be mm-hmm. reusable right. and much thicker. Right. The gauge was um, smaller, so it was a larger needle. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, those were pretty painful. I would imagine. But the hypospray from Enterprise, I don't remember anyone having that much of an issue. And from what I know... Oh, you use type of sprays from the twenty fourth century. No, the events from Enterprise still happen in that universe. Yeah, it would have to because up to that point. Right. I think what it was was just for comic relief. Oh yeah, definitely. It was to move the movie from one place to another. Right. It was hilarious how Chris Pine though reacted in those. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) And the one with the the tongue, my tongue done. Anyways, um, so hypersprays, that would be a good... I mean, we already have... The military uses hyposprays. Yeah. They hurt like hell from what I heard. Mm. They're, not much, they're not less painful. It's just faster. Yeah. And you probably reuse them. I hope so. Because right. there's no blood going into right. it. Right. Probably just wipe Other it than off. It's good. if we could create go. a way to take blood. That would right. be very hard to do. Yeah. See, that's why I don't know how they would do that in the future. That's the future. You know, I think they should do is transport being blood. They could do it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. They if you're could. telling me you could transport part of the ocean mm-hmm. and two huge whales, mm-hmm. okay, into a Klingon bird of prey, right? You can't take a little blood out of a human. <laughs> I'm sure you could. could. They probably could cauterize and transport out a appendix out of the body. Right. Anyways, they so, don't though. They don't. You know why? Because they don't have a mind like this one here, <laughs> yeah. writing for them. Yeah, they hey, I just came up with the next thing, you know? The, the, the whole, uh, what did I come up with earlier for a new show? What was the new show that I came up with? <laughs> I have no clue what I said earlier. You know who doesn't use hyposprays? Who? The Borg. What do they use? Needles. They use. <laughs> yeah, they come out of their hands. But the thing is, is uh, yeah, you're right. But I don't think they're worried about pain no, or no. speed because right. they don't have to worry. Yeah. What would they do? Put their hand up to them and be like, <laughs> actually, that would have been cool because all they yeah. would have had to do is this. It wouldn't look It'd as. Be like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, he's touching my face right now. It'd be like a mother <laughs> grabbing their son. 
I but, thought that was cool though because it was very no, um, that's horror ish. That yeah. comes from a horror movie like vampires. Right. right. That's the only reason why I think it was in the movie. Yeah. Not everybody uses hypo sprays. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's doctors that probably still use needles. There are probably people that have to use, like people that have glasses. Mm -hmm. They've gotten rid of most of them, but like with Kirk, he couldn't get the retinex. Right. It's got to be a reason to use needles, too, and to do old-fashioned surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure in emergency situations Mm -hmm. you would have to. Or if you didn't have the up-to-date tools, you got to do something. I remember... An episode with Pulaski. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say, I remember in Nam <laughs> when I was out in the field. No. No, with Pulaski. Oh, um, God, Pulaski. Who is the doctor in the next generation during season two. She Because had, Crusher thought she was better active than she was. <laughs> she, had, she had the nurses put people in splints. I don't remember the reason exactly, but the She nurse, could get the differential on the insurance costs. <laughs> The, the nurses looked at her like she was crazy. She did the old-fashioned stuff, yeah. yeah. She well, was kind of like there were doctors. There were doctors that believe that, like nowadays, a lot of times it would be the difference between surgery, fixing a bone, or letting it heal on itself. Sometimes there's that borderline. Mm-hmm. Some doctors believe you should never do surgery unless you really have to. Right. And there are doctors out there that I swear nowadays, off, off our topic, but... Right. Doctors out there that are crazy about cutting into bodies. Yeah. You know, surgeons. They mm-hmm. want to get the experience. Right. So I think it's the same in the future. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's still some kind of, not insurance companies, but there's probably some penny pincher that tells <laughs> them to keep the money down or mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever, the, the raw materials it takes or whatever it is. Right. Because I don't believe the bull crap that Picard talks about. <laughs> we have a different sense of money and... You know, well, they're on a military ship, yeah. though. So the other thing is, there's got to be medicine companies still mm-hmm. to make this stuff, right? Whether it's Starfleet or you know a regular company. So mm-hmm. there's got to be people saying, "We'll use my product instead of this product because it's better for this or whatever." Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Interesting idea. They've never because it's supposed that. to be utopian. So there's yeah. only supposed to be one distributor of everything and it's the best and it's well I'm sure they have to buy certain medicines from they have to buy certain medications from different species probably medicina yeah from different species wonder if it works on humans you know what I mean Mm, yeah universal medicines I would think Vulcans would be very similar to human biology probably Um, I guess other than their blood yeah I mean all the uh, humanoids that can um, mate with each other and produce viable offspring. Um, it's not like cats and dogs, <laughs> where you get a cat dog every once in a... Yeah, it, they m- must have... Well, humans and Klingons can, obviously. Can, yep. We humans. should have a whole show on that, the relations <laughs> between... Humans and Vulcans. Humans and Vulcans, which they said originally was impossible. Well, if you remember in the... Early. I don't. Enterprise, they said that that would be impossible. Enterprise. One trip and... Oh, well, they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, but they said they thought it would be impossible. Yeah. I think it was just the science council stopping them from... <laughs> bum, chicka, bum, bum. Yeah. Anyways. Trip got pregnant in an episode. Trip also died. Yeah. Well, they're all dead, technically. What do you mean? They're all dead? Depending on the timeline. No, the point I'm in your talking timeline. in the show. Remember he had a clone? <laughs> Did he have a clone? Yes. 
because he got injured? I don't remember. The beginning of the show is this is the second trip, and he's trying to figure out why mm-hmm. people are treating him different. It, it Watch it. It was a good episode. Okay. I forget the name of it. but yeah. Anyways, you know, there are mixing of, but there are certain ones we haven't seen, like Cardassian and Human. We've seen Cardassian and Bujoran, but they're not exact. Right. What else? Klingon and Romulan. Yes, Klingon and Romulan. Which means Vulcan would work. Right. They were interesting. Yeah. Pointed-eared Klingons with less ridges. Yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. They were on that, in that camp that they didn't want to leave. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the movie, um, what was that movie by M. Night Shyamalan, where they were in the... The village? Exactly. It's almost like that. They yeah. don't want to leave. They don't want to change. Mm-hmm. All right. So hypersprays were really cool. Right. The uh, visor. Visor. Oh, the Achilles the Achilles heel of the Enterprise D. <laughs> so the visor... Jordan. Is... A, is he the only one with one of those that they show? I haven't seen anyone else with a visor. But you've you got to have people who are blind that right. they... You don't see anybody with blind sticks. I mean, yeah. that unless would they be a pain ha- in unless the Unless they have the ocular implants. Could be. But why wouldn't he have he? Okay. He did have a problem with that, though. Go ahead. Yeah. So VISOR is an acronym. Which stands, stands for, for uh, Visual Instrument and, and Sensory Organ Replacement. It was, The design was based on a beret. Yes, a, a beret. woman's hair beret. Because yeah. I think my mother and Chris had one of those. <laughs> you just put over your eyes and be like, of course, this was a week and a half ago when I did it. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You paint it gold. Right. Put little things so you can't see the eyes. Mm-hmm. They were actually see-through. His was see-through. Well, he, like, I guess when he first started wearing it, he'd bump into things. Yeah, it was hard to... Yeah. I also... The things on the side that they clipped onto, mm-hmm. the um, blinking lights, right. that was cool. Yeah. Because it was the first time. And his eyes would let... Qual- he had to wear the contacts. Yeah. Because it was before doing the digital stuff. Mm-hmm. But his eyes, the ocular implants were awesome. Yeah, because the show, the you know the right the focusing and everything. Mm-hmm. What so if I, he uses Visine? Does he get red eyes? <laughs> the visor gave the user headaches. Yes. Uh, Jordy was had to take medicine for it. Yeah, he was also always. And in there was one. He w- yes, there was also one where he was addicted to painkillers because of it. Remember it? I don't remember. There was a painkiller that he took that got rid of it, but it made him. It was one of those shows where they're trying to get people to realize about drugs and stuff, I think. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that episode. Either I'm making it up, but <laughs> it would have been a really cool show if it existed. Um, yeah, I, I think remember. there was, though. Maybe. I but, just yeah, he was always in Sick Bay. He was in Sick Bay a lot. You'd be, you'd, the captain would be the, like, Jordy, what are you doing in there? <laughs> Stealing the hyper sprays out. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. Yeah, I don't think that happened. No. <laughs> I don't think that episode Why do you think happened? they always had warp core problems? No. <laughs> Um, so he, they were able to see, with the visor, electromagnetic signals. So it basically gave you like a, like you would see, it's the equivalent of seeing like heat signature almost. Mm-hmm. It was different, but you could right. see the outlines. You didn't yeah. see color. Well, you saw a than, bunch of colors. Yeah, but not, <laughs> not what like they were what you're wearing and stuff. Yeah. How right. do I look? You look like a bunch of squiggly <laughs> lines, which I don't know how good that is. Right. Because why would you want... How would he read? 
Yeah, I don't know. He was in engineering. He's the chief engineer, and right. he's got these squiggly lines in his yeah. eyes. Well, What's I, the matter with the warp core? I don't know. It's just a little bit pink, blue, and green. It's not normal. <laughs> well, he would have to be able to determine. Yeah, um, you'd learn it. Yeah. It's like it, you're still disabled, mm-hmm. but you learn how to adapt to it. Right. But the aquiline plants gave him total sight, mm-hmm. and he could improve his sight. He could actually zoom. Right. And then get information. Right. It was like RoboCop. Yeah. Only more cool. Okay, so... The visor. Jordy's visor was obviously a security issue. Yeah, he didn't have Norton on that thing. And and Generations... uh, Kept on getting spam. uh, Yeah, in Generations, they were able to tap into his visor by mm -hmm. putting a a back door, basically, to record what he was seeing. And by the way... If he only saw electromagnetic <laughs> symbols, how did they see it? Unless they put, know. like, a camera in there. Yeah, maybe. But think of it that way. Right. That was one problem. Yep. But then they showed what he looked at. And by the way, would you put on, even in security of, of engineering, mm-hmm. would you put the shield modulation on anything? Yeah. I wouldn't. They would have to read it. They would have to know what the modulation was. But I would keep it as, like, something lock-key. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, not everybody's dealing with it. In engineering, I mean, you wouldn't expect it, but obviously it can happen. Well, only once. It only takes once. But I the guess. Klingons did this to him twice. No, well, well, the Klingons and the Romulans. It, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But they did it to him twice. Right. Okay. In IT terms, you fire the guy <laughs> who's doing this. And, and that's probably the ultimate reason why in First Contact he has the ocular implants. Well, that's one, but I think it's also because of the headaches. Well, he still got headaches, Did he, I even think. with the ocular implants? Yeah. So that's the visor. Right. We never saw a hearing. That's true. Did they overcome that? Uh, we never saw physical deformities. Yeah. No people with no legs. Oh, no, no legs. No arms. No, a few with like a hand thing, but not the arm. Yeah, we. You would assume they probably had artificial limbs. Mm. What about a person with a bad spleen? We never saw the artificial spleen put in. We saw an artificial heart. Yes, which is Picard's. Picard's. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. But what I loved, and we talked about this earlier, was Worf when he had his spine replaced. Right. And it wasn't it a metallic one that he got? I don't remember. I don't know. But it was cool how they did that. Yeah. You know, that by 3D cool model and all that. Yeah. I thought he was a little bit of a whiny... <laughs> I'm not going to say the word, but... Well, he was going to commit suicide. Ritual suicide. Like I said, a whiny... They well, are sometimes whiny. Klingons? Yes. Yeah. When your hubris or your honor causes you to kill yourself, eh, it's a little far. We'll get into that in another show. That's yeah. an interesting one, too. That would be an interesting topic. But it's a little far. Right. The lady does protest too much. <laughs> Anyways, so next we have the communicators. Mm-hmm. I like the one that was the um, the one on the hand from the first movie. Right. Yeah. That was the best because that makes sense. It's not intrusive. It's not, you know, it's like a watch. Mm-hmm. Plus, you could put those flashlights on it from the future. Because <laughs> you know that's just basically what they did. They took that thing and put lights in the front of it. Well, it was, it was a very similar smaller, design. probably. Yeah. So um, so the communicators in the 22nd and 23rd had a flip-up design. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a cell phone. Kind of like a cell phone. Looks like your Palm Prix. No. Yeah. So no. if it doesn't flip. Yeah, so it doesn't look like my Palm Prix at all. No, it does. No. 
Yeah. No. Moving on. The problem I have is on the ship, everybody's like, oh, they got, you know, communications in the original series. All mm-hmm. it was was intercoms. Right. Everybody acts, you know, like, and even in the movies it was intercoms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I liked it when they went to the com badge. Right. In the next generation, they switched over to the communicator being in the Starfleet insignia. The communicator, you pressed it. The problem is... When you pressed it, you would say Picard or whatever. Let's say Picard to Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Would it know who to connect to by <laughs> what you said? I mean, that's kind of... It's like taking a Nextel and not having the you know the old chirp and not having... Right. Just giving everybody a chirp. Right. You know, everybody hears it and it's like, oh, it's not for me. Right. Like... That's a good point. Picard to Riker. And then everybody's like, oh, I don't want to listen to what this is. Well, about. if you had... Two Rikers on the ship. Yeah. That would be a problem. <laughs> Picard to Riker. Security yes. issue. And everybody's listening. Yeah. Well, Maybe it is what they say. Yeah. Maybe it has they to know, be. you know. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot in that series, though. There's certain little things like that. Mm-hmm. Kirk doing the overhead like or Picard over the main ship. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't he do it from here? He always presses a button to do that throughout the ship. Right. But yet. That's the communicator. It should yep. be. Yeah, it should be able to press his communicator. Exactly. And do. Uh, Why do you need ship a button on your communication? On your sh- yeah, exactly. Well, wait, I guess you could tap your communicator and go all hands. Brace for impact. <laughs> what is he doing now? Whoa. The last three movies, everything he did was like he tried to destroy the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess we're going to have to self destruct. Uh huh. There's a lot of oh. letters left. <laughs> yeah. Love how they, t- they dealt with that, too. But Yeah. And then the 24th century, you said it, it was in the, the com badge, but mm-hmm. you said the speaker only. Yeah, it's only a speaker. What if you had a private communication? Hold or on a your... second. I'm going to take this <laughs> private. You take your communicator off, put up to your ear. Right. I like the idea of ha- having it in your hand. Like, maybe they don't have private. Maybe in this utopian future, nobody does anything <laughs> wrong. Well, you would think... For security reasons on occasion. But if everybody is on the good side... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so what's next? Uh, next, we'll go to PADS. P-A-D-D-S. But yes. the S is just that. Just for plural. Yeah. PADS. It stands for... Personal Access Display Device. And what did it do? It was basically a tablet The tablet computer. of the day. Yeah. It's like iPad or... Touchpad, Kindle. Touchpad? The iPad H- Touch. No, the HP. It's called Touchpad? Touchpad, yeah, with WebOS 3 on it. I have one right here. That's a touchpad? That's a touchpad. Do you touch it much? I touch it. It likes it. Is it good? It's all right. Do you I ever ha- get a communication from anybody that is personal that you have to, um, I can take this aside. <laughs> uh, well, it has a speaker. Does it? Yeah. Can you do face-to-face? It's got the camera, right? It has a camera. How did we get on computers? We're it's on pad. pads, yeah. <laughs> so the pads from the original series were probably about the size of a three-ring binder. Yeah. And they had a they stylus. Wings? It had a stylus? Stylus. I didn't remember the stylus. Yeah, for to write. I know you use a stylus <laughs> to write, you for, no, for dingbat. The Kirk would, you know... Oh, like the logs and everything? Yeah, or sign orders. That's the other thing. Was the logs actually vocal, 
or were they writing it originally and then they went to the vocal? I'm pretty it's a good sure question. there was an episode where Kirk pressed a button and it was recording. And he was trying to Star record Star Trek it. Six. That's no, there they do that too though. But. Yeah, there was an episode I watched the other day. For some reason he wasn't able to make his recording. Yeah. So he wrote it. No, he didn't write it. He just didn't He's not it. gonna take that time. <laughs> He's like Forget that. It's Hell, I'm not doing it. <laughs> they could take it out of my brain by now. Anyways, but the pads also were used for recreation. They could be used for business or... Um, Pleasure? Yeah. Um, no, like militaristic reasons, yeah. anything. It was a work. It basically was your notepad mm-hmm. in the future, which is what we have now. Right. The only difference is, is it seems like it held a lot more information than we could ever hold. Right. We can hold a lot, but not... Yeah. It could well, connect to the ship's computer. Yeah. Well, we are... The pad- internet. Yeah. But it's not the same. No, it's not the same. It's similar. The pads from the 24th century connect to the computer that connects to... The Star- subspace throughout yeah. Starfleet to probably Earth. Right. Vulcan. Yeah. Every other planet they've right. basically conquered. Because that's another one I'd like to go over someday with one of our shows. Starfleet really is the conquistadors no, well, of the they, 24th century. Not really. We'll talk about it later. They admit members. Like, people apply to be admitted. I know, but still. <laughs> Anyways, so the pads were used for everything, basically. Yeah. And then the pads in the 24th century look a lot like tablets from the 21st century. <laughs> Yeah, we got to upgrade these things very soon because <laughs> yeah. we're getting too close. Yeah. Okay, so what's next? The animated series. Aaron had a quandary about one of the gadgets uh-huh. used in the animated series. And right. since I don't waste my time, I mean, I'm, I don't usually watch that series because uh-huh. most of it isn't canon. What's your question? Okay, so the piece of technology that, that you're talking about. That we're talking about. No, you're talking about it, not me. I'm listening. Is the life support belt, which is a personal force field. Fourth field? Force field that supplies the wearer with the appropriate atmosphere and protects them from the elements. Did it also do health, like read their health signs and all that? Uh, they didn't go into that. Probably does, though, if it's a... Well, I don't know. Well, like the first movie? I don't think so. I think no? it's... It was just for protection. I don't outside. even know how... It where the work. oxygen came from, actually. There was no oxygen. It, it, pre- it kept the atmosphere. oxygen that was around you for that period. And if you didn't... I'm sure that there was a time limit. Oh. Because if know. you didn't get out of it sooner enough, you you'd would be die breathing carbon, your own carbon yeah. dioxide. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it is a strange thing that they never, ever did again. Mm-hmm. Could have seen them using it in the first movie. Right. Would have been interesting. But the second question you have is... Okay, so the wearer... It's a force field. ...of this force field, would they be able to interact with objects outside People, the force things. field? Yeah. Even walk on things. Right. Shields up, Captain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's either. probably why... It probably wasn't... It's probably the thing that isn't canon. Yeah. You know? They were just looking for something to make a cartoon series on Saturday mornings look... Yeah. Actually, it wasn't Saturday mornings, was it? It was a um, well, weeknight. I, I don't know. I think it was a weeknight. But anyways, okay, so if you have any questions, any concerns, any quandaries, any regurgitations, or anything else <laughs> about our topic tonight, please send them to, do we have a connection here? Um, you can connect to us on Twitter. Yes. So we're You can be a twit on Twitter. 
a tweeter on Twitter. Did I say a twit? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just you. Yeah, no, that's just me. Uh, so you can tweet. You can tweet us at sfescapepod. Okay. Or you can send us a message on Facebook. On Facebook. And our Facebook page is www.facebook.com slash sfescapepod. Okay. And do we have an email address to send to, too? you got to come up with I that. have an email address. No, don't you use yours. <laughs> um, um, but we'll come up with one. We'll figure out yeah. one. If you go on the website, I have a contact form. Okay, so that'll con- work just as yeah, well. Contact yeah. us through the contact yep. form on the website. But if you have any answers to any of the questions we asked tonight that we couldn't get the answer to, mm-hmm. send them to us. We'll have yeah. fun. Yeah. Definitely be involved. Yeah. Um, so speaking of people that are involved, let's go to our social, social networking network. question of the week. Yes. So we asked, what is your favorite handheld technology from Star Trek? So... And what do no we get? further ado. We'll start with Twitter. Twitter. All the tweets. So we have... Tweet. 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 <laughs> uh, at Fats Riker Beard. Used to be communicator. Now maybe tricorder. Mm. Well, let me be honest. The way that started, the way it was spelled, it says Usta. I thought it was going to be in Spanish. Well, Usta be communicate. What is it, Jaja Binks? Anyways, that's that's because he retweeted. Did he? And he had little to work with. Yes, so I understand that. Yeah. So used to be communicator, now maybe tricorder. Okay, so the communicator, very interesting thing. Tricorder, hmm, not so much. We talked about that earlier. Well, the tricorders are cool, multi-purpose devices. Do a lot. What about a hyperspray? Not really multi-purpose. How about a uh, point-to-point transporter? That's not handheld technology. Yes, it is. Data had a handheld. Oh, that's single use. Still, it's something we didn't talk about. You didn't <laughs> think about that, did no, you? No, I did, but I don't... Consider that to be... I don't really consider that to be... Yeah, and that robot guy who was yellow used it once. I mean, that was all, so... Okay, so who's next? Uh, so next we have Little Cute Girl 86... I like the new communicators in the new movie. The new phasers look a bit funky. I wouldn't just stay with funky. I would say messed up. But anyways, thank you. Who's next? So next we have DJ Fun, who may... I'll give him a plug really quick. Give the plug. He developed an app for WebOS called Lacar's Clock. Mm-hmm. And that's a clock that's designed in the Star Trek The Next Generation uh, computer, computer interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his answer is, I like the universal translator. Does that count as handheld? Yes, we just didn't talk about it, but yep. it does count as one. Yep. And in the mobile emitter, but that's not really held in the hand. No, but it is a portable. Yeah. I like that because of the doctor. Right. I didn't like the technology only because it was from the future and interfered with the timeline. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. No, it was cool. I just didn't like it because it interfered with the timeline. Really? Yeah. But it was cool. It was cool. Moving on. Anyways. Uh, so next we have... Dana. Dana. 1892. 1892 says This tricorder. person's old. Tricorder? Tricorder. Tricorder. Okay. Simple. Um, Easy to go. Yep. Next we have at 
underscore mango. Or it could be minego. It could be. It could be minego. It could be. Let's just spell it out. Underscore M-I-N-E-G-O. Shout out to that person since we can't pronounce your name anyway. They say, I think tricorders are badass since they appear to work even if they're held upside down. And what did you say earlier? Or pointed the wrong way. Or pointed the wrong way. Yeah, some of the props were used wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised nobody pointed a phaser at themselves. <laughs> I'm holding it right, right? Huh. Whoops. And then um. finally, at Y, lowcase K, B, urban. The scientific tricorder. As opposed to what other type? Medical. Yeah, but they were medical science. It's a science. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought it was cool, had the handheld attachment like the medical truck work. Well, I guess... You could hook on anything. Yeah. It's kind of like the iPad or the iPhone. You can hook things onto it. Just an attachment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those attachments are what is really the selling thing. You don't sell cell phones for the cell phones. You sell them for the attachments. Yeah, that's true. They make money off of those. Okay, so our people from Facebook, what do we get this year? This week. (laughs) This year. This year. Did I say year? What did we get this year? We got a lot. Anyways. Uh, so we have Eric D. from the Four-Eyed Critics. Yes. Uh, he says, I love to say the phaser since I've always been a bit of a weapons nut. Uh-oh. Does he live in, like, the Midwest where they have a loving for weapons? Arizona? No, that's not it. No. no. Okay. Uh However, however, as someone who's been around far too much illness, especially improperly or undiagnosed illness, I have to go with the medical tricorder, the ability to almost instantly see exactly what is wrong with a person would be huge. You know, I'm sure in the future they still have things that Oh yeah. they can't tell. So right. our version now is, you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, I agree with that with people who I've had deal with cancer, things right. of that sort. I agree with that. Yeah, I think they we, should uh, work on that. Yeah, I think we can all... I think the X Prize should be is a, for a tricorder. I don't know medical tricorder, but for... I think medical function. would be the best. Yeah. Next we have... Uh, Eric, B. Eric B. Who gave us... The clip, clip earlier the clip in earlier. this. Thank you, Eric, for your uh, work. That was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there's anything you ever want to add again... Definitely call us. Yeah, definitely. Do, does anybody call anybody anymore? No. I don't think so. Tweet me. Uh, <laughs> so he says uh, the phaser, um, tricorders and pads are becoming less impressive as real-world technology yes. catches up. Yeah, as we catch up with that. But we don't have phasers. Not yet. We will someday, but it's a harder thing to come by. Right. Okay. Uh, and also, then he also Eric said, B. also said... Yeah, he also says medical tricorder and dermal regenerator. I think dermal regenerator would be cool because of burn victims. Right. And people who have um, that flesh-eating disease. Oh, yeah. yeah. A virus or whatever it is, bacteria. Mm-hmm. So next, next Jason week. H. Yep. He says the type 2 phaser, the com badge, and the tricorder. Mm-hmm. Pretty well, much all Pretty much everything <laughs> that we're talking about, so... Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, thank you for your response. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. And uh, next is Nikki M. Mm-hmm. She says the medical tricorder. It's big on the medical tricorder this uh, evening. Yeah. Uh, more than I thought. I, yeah. I thought phasers would be big. Uh, weapons aren't so... People aren't gung-ho on the whole on weapons. Mm-hmm. 
I'm more interested in the weapons, right. but not everybody is. Yeah. But I'm equally interested in the medical advancements. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the spinal thing was awesome. As you know, I broke my neck when I was in college. Right. I have a very bad back. And that's something that maybe in the future they could replace what is just a what they have for now mm -hmm. replacement. Right. You know, with something that's not fused. Right. But for right now, I'll deal with what I have. Right. So what's next? Okay. So next we have a new segment. New segment. That we're going to call, you know what puts my quantum state into flux? I think we may get sued for this. I don't think so. Okay, Peter. I mean, um, Aaron. <laughs> so, uh, giggity, giggity, giggity. Actually, I saw that on a news uh, story this morning. What? The What grinds I, my gears? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was a, um, a Suffolk student doing news reports for NECN. Yes. They, and by the way, John, our friend John, uh -huh. myself, and Dan, our friend Dan, mm -hmm. were the precursors to what that was. We, mm -hmm. we actually came up with the uh, design for that. Really? Yes. It was um, part of our work as the... Um, Communications department? No. No? When we ran the TV station. Oh. Oh, right. So when WSUB first was trying to expand, we offered a um, proposal to the dean saying we could use it for NECN or mm -hmm. ENN and give credit for it. And that's what they did. Right. Thanks for stealing my, um, <laughs> my idea. But anyways. You know what puts my quantum state into flux? Go ahead. Uh, so in the episode Ensign Rowe from The Next Generation, when Rowe Laren beams aboard, she's wearing... A Bajoran earpiece. That's yeah. because she is Bajoran. She's Bajoran. Riker tells and a very good look one too. I yeah, she was good looking. Yes. yes. Riker tells her to take the earring off because it's against uniform regulations. Yes, which is actually very controversial because in the future they're supposed to be accepting of all religions and all whatever it else. Mm -hmm. So later on in that episode, I think it's that episode, Picard gives her special permission. To wear the earring, which in the real military, it's, you know, captain's discretion on uniform. On a ship. On a ship. But well, for she like, was on the Enterprise. Yeah, I know that, ship. but in, in particular in, in military, it, mm -hmm. it's rarely given. Well, when I was, well, this is... ROTC? In R ROTC. You mean the fake military? <laughs> and, uh, when yeah, I was they'd in, send you somewhere. You high can't school. even pull your chair out for yourself. What are you talking about? When I was in high school, the commander of the regiment yep. gave... Is this a student or the person running no, 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 it? No, no, no. The guy running it. The guy running it gave us... A dispensation. What I, they would call in religion. Yeah, so it was just Special a, permission. a slight modification of the uniform. Uh, working blue uniform. Okay, so getting back to this, so what, what fluxes your quantum state about this? <laughs> Worf is able to wear his Klingon slash across Sash. his... Sash. Not a slash. Slash is the guy from Guns N' Roses. His, uh, yeah, that would be interesting if his, he was wearing that. His uh, clean-on sash across his chest. Which, by the way, uniform. did you ever notice in the first few years it changed a couple of times? It was it was gold, and then it when goes, it was a red uniform. Yeah, and then it goes and then it became silver, silver when it was a gold uniform. But however, the symbols have changed too. Oh uh, yeah. But yes, he was allowed to wear that. But there's no reference to that anywhere. No. No. And then later on, when the Deep Space Nine mm -hmm. 
Kira Norris is able to wear hers. In the episode of Deep Space Nine, When It Rains, she's wearing a Starfleet uniform. Cisco gives her the rank of commander so she can work with the Cardassians with their... Um, approval. With their approval for um, their uprising against the Dominion. Basically representing Starfleet. Yeah. Um, but she wears her yeah. her earring. Which there are other races in track that do wear their specific, you know... But I, I don't remember, besides the Bajorans in Worf, any other species wearing anything except for medical reasons. Mm. Yeah, because that guy with the... With that breeding yeah. apparatus. Or the binars that... They, they weren't were, in Starfleet. Not binars. There was somebody else that had something on their head that was, mm-hmm. like, medical. Right. See, medical, I'm okay it's different. with. different, yeah. That's completely fine. But that was religion. That's not just... But is it religion? Yes, it's, it's Bajoran true. religion that they do that. Okay. That's not nation national pride or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's religion. So, yes, Worf gets the ability to do it, but... Mm-hmm. like We don't see... Actually, I think I've seen, and i, I got to check this, but a Romulan wearing something that was like... Of their color, because they have sashes too. Mm-hmm. I think there was something with that. Oh no! Well, not in Starfleet. Maybe it was Vulcan. I don't know. Um, not that I can recall. We'll look into it. If anybody yeah. else knows it, give us a shout. Because mm-hmm. Aaron's quantum phase, um, quantum state is in flux. Mm-hmm. What do you use for that? <laughs> Get a cool medical back down. Tri- medical tricorder. Yes, with a little cooling spray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little icy hot. I don't that. Know. So we'll have more of these next week, uh, next time. It yes. won't be next week, but it'll no. be next time. Yes. But keep it up, people. We love having you listen and uh, download our podcasts. We were rated number one. Well, we had the most listens to a single episode on the uh, gravy on the Four Eyed Radio Radio Network. Gravy. That's mm-hmm. great. Let's keep it up. Yeah, definitely. So, what are we going to do to talk about the next time? What do you think? Let's see. One of our listeners suggested contrasting and comparing the captains. I don't the know strengths, we, weaknesses. Yeah. I don't know if we want to do that for a full episode. That's going to be a, yeah, a long time for not a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think that what we should do is compare the various antagonists in Star Trek. Okay. Major ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Borg. Okay. 8472. Mm-hmm. Sona. Not Sona. Um, uh, Zindi. Zindi. Okay. Major ones. So we'll come up with them. In yeah. fact, if you're listening out there, send us some suggestions of major antagonists, otherwise known as the villains that you really like, and we'll talk about them. We'll compare and contrast and see how they all look. Okay. Um, one I'm looking forward to doing is the Klingons versus the Kazon. Oh. How much they're really close. Okay. You know, but we'll see what the people ask for. Yeah. This is about the people. <laughs> we all, are the people's Trek. five tre- listeners. We are the Trek's people's <laughs> five. No, we have more than five. Yeah, six. Anyways, um, <laughs> this is the people's Trek show. So until next week. Or next time. I next keep on time. saying next week. I'll say next week. Who, who, the, who the heck cares? Until yeah. next time, I'm Marty Hogan. And I'm Aaron Gallo.
You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. End transmission.